Did you guys know in England they used to have a completely separate word for female baker? What was it? Ba- I think it was. Baktress. Oh, that's a pretty good guess. What do you think it was, Sean? I'm it's still, it's still a surname. It is still a surname to this day. Agabna. That's my guess. Baxter. A Baxter. Yeah, like stir used to be the female, like make the word the female version. So like B-A-X-T-E-R, it used to be spelled B-A-K-S-T-E-R. Baxter. Baxter. Baxtress. That's a really useless fact. I love that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Hey, you mm -hmm, want another, mm -hmm. you want another useless fact, right? Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. You remember the show American Gladiators? Yeah. Oh man, I used to love that show. The Stand star, home stick from school. Mm. This is this is like the least surprising news I've ever read. The star Cobra, he claims that all of the stars had orgies in the hotel after mm-hmm. the show. Totally believe that. <laughs> like, yes. I just assume so. Of you did. <laughs> Look at y'all. <laughs> the article's like, you've got to read this book of secrets. I'm like, that's not a secret. I'm going to take steroids and pump iron all day. Yeah. Wear swimsuits <laughs> for a living. <laughs> we yeah, also man. did steroids and had drinking problems. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we each wore two ounces of spandex. Lord man. have mercy. I am visualizing that for a second, though. Wow, <laughs> that was athletic in my head. <laughs> <laughs> did did Ben Stiller ever pop into it from uh, <laughs> from the dodgeball movie? Yeah, I'm all right. You're all right. I get your thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. You're okay. <laughs> we can't we can't afford that impression. <laughs> That's true, Mr. Favorite favorite Aaron, I, I think I think when they when they listen to that, they're gonna go, mm, nah, we're not gonna charge him for that. <laughs> no, Ben's gonna come after us and he's gonna bring the hammer down on top of us. You think you can use my likeness and you can get away with it and you can make money after podcast? I don't think so. <laughs> I'm gonna sue you. Can you do with that? <laughs> now we're definitely getting sued for that one. <laughs> We're going to have to cut it out. Oh, no. It's true. It's true. <laughs> we keep getting charged money for all this stuff we can't pay for. Jeez. Guys, yeah, I got something. This will bring us I'm going to get a bill and I'm going to go, did I do that? Ah! <laughs> oh, man. I got, I can just picture Cade riding down the road right now talking about, it has been 30. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna myself cut to thirty before I even start. No, we can use a lot of this. Listen, I got something. This will bring us back. You ready? You ready? Yeah. Why Here. did the chicken go to the seance? I don't know why. To get to the other side, man. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Dad. Oh, hi, dads. Hi, dads. <laughs> if you're still listening, Good on we you. just started, but if you're still listening, We're Aaron the- is today's director. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bring us in, Cade. Who are we? Hey, guys. We're the hi, dads. We're, we're three dads. We're not professional bartenders. We're not even 
bartenders. We're just guys who like to make cocktails, learn about them, research them, and uh, make them and talk about them. I love a drink. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess I will uh, for the listeners give us a rundown of the ingredients you'll need to follow what, along. What are we talking about tonight? Oh, Aaron, that's a good point. Little Diddy, we like to call We're having daiquiris. <laughs> did Did you grow up under power lines? <laughs> mm-hmm. Didn't we all? <laughs> <laughs> Our, for our, I guess for our kids, it'll be like, did you grow up on top of power lines? <laughs> no, these idiots grew up during the COVID years. No wonder. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about the daiquiri. Um, I am a don't know anything about daiquiris. The only thing I think of when I think of daiquiris is sugary and yeah. blushy, served in a big old like goldfish bowl. Just not what I would even consider a cocktail. I don't even know why we were. How wrong you are. We're we're gonna get to that, buddy. But you even know the ingredients, sir. Uh, You've told me, and I've. I've What are the What are the basic ingredients to a cocktail, Mister Cade? To this cocktail, the daiquiri, it's white rum, lime juice, and simple syrup. Mm Mmm. Delicious. Sounds wonderful. You know that sounds very similar to a gimlet to me. Sure do. Sure do. Very simple, um, except for isn't there gin in a gimlet? Yes. So we're it's interesting that you would say that. Why is it interesting? <laughs> is it, is it, why is that interesting? You'll see. Why don't we? Uh, <laughs> why don't we walk Cade through one of these bad boys? Yeah, tell, tell me you exactly why it's interesting. Okay. You want All me right, to Kate. do that walk through? You got it. Yeah, I got this. Right. Do the, no, I'll, give it, I'll give this one. I'll give this one. So what I'm going to do is, are you ready for this case? Super complicated. Uh, what you're going to do is you're going to want to get about a three-quarter ounce pour of fresh lime juice. Okay. Squeeze it yourself, buddy. If it ain't squeezed. Fresh squeeze. This cocktail is closed. There you go. Nailed it. And then we're going to do equal parts to make a limeade, basically. We're going to do some uh, simple syrup with that. About three-quarter ounce of simple syrup. Mm-hmm. about two ounces of your favorite rum i'll be honest i am not married to the concept that it has to be white rum i think you know traditionally that's the traditional that's it the original the original in fact all of the reading that i did seems to suggest that as much as i don't want to say this um it's a bacardi thing no well that's that was Germanos. just the old, that's bacardi back then was like the only rum you could get. So hey, you know what? I'm just saying. I didn't know. But that. I will not be using that for sure. But then basically, all you do you get two uh, two ounces of rum. Uh, you know the ratio of the sugar and the lime varies uh, per taste, but you want to do equal parts for the most part uh, of that. I think. Um, I think you can also use sugar. Uh, you probably want to maybe add a little dash of water or something if you're just using sugar. Uh, but basically, just shake all that over ice. And then double strain it into a, your favorite glassware. And that's it, daiquiri. So you say do a, a double strain there, Aaron. And I think if you're going for like fancy cocktail bar vibe, yeah, double strain it. But I, I read this little, or not read, I listened to this little tip from a guy on TikTok and Instagram, Thirsty Whale. 
uh, Mr. Ginger Guy, who yeah. does amazing cocktail videos. I really like all of his videos. He's fun to listen to. Anyway, he makes a lot of daiquiri videos, and he told me this tip. Me personally, this mm-hmm. is a video that I have only seen. That <laughs> believe that. No, no, I don't believe it. <laughs> He prefers to not do a double strain because he likes to keep those icy bits from the uh, from the shake. His words were that, you know, the daiquiri is a nice, refreshing drink when it's hot type drink. And those icy bits on top are nice, nice and refreshing, keeps drink cold. I liked it. I agree with him. It was nice. Every time that you give me the instruction that I need to strain or double strain a drink, I never do it. I just say, okay, and I'm not actually doing it. I'm uncouth even. I'm very, I'm very uncouth that way, but I, I like all the parts of it, even the ice crystals and my martinis. I Oh, I can't even talk to you now. I know. Uh, I, I've, <laughs> I've never strained. Just say you like watered-down drinks, though. Yes, yeah, seriously. At this point. Or I like the texture of it. I don't know, but I've never done that. Getting, getting back to daiquiris, though, I could kind of see that because very quickly, I, I, what surprised me about researching the history was it seems like real quickly they went into the frozen style. Like hmm. the, one of the like the most famous bar, you know, the, the Cuban bar, what is the Florida? The Florida Yeah. Yeah, their they're big thing. And even the Hemingway version was a like a blended, it, it, a crushed ice blended together, like slurry style drink. So I think that's probably pretty close to the ones that when they became hugely popular. Now, you know, it's still not the sugary abomination of today, but but still it had the ice, the ice, crushed ice in it. Well, since you guys taught me how to make these, I've been pleasantly surprised at how much of a cocktail this is and how mm-hmm. a sugary dessert from Applebee's this actually is. I really like them. Yeah. Well, so, so let's take a break and let Cade shake this bad boy and not strain it. Uh, and we'll uh, not gonna we'll start. be right back. Cute, <laughs> <laughs> Dylan. With this is the easiest cocktail on earth. Are you done? Are you have you made it yet? Because you don't know. Oh, my, my cocktail's made. I already strained it and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Those idiots sure can make a commercial. <laughs> they can. <laughs> can you tell me where this drink originated and maybe a little bit of the history of it? Oh, my God. I'm so glad you asked. Oh, what a relief. Man, <laughs> most vintage drinks don't even have documentation that prove their precise point of creation. The daiquiri's origin is different. Really? Uh, well, for the most part. And there is, you know, uh, a recipe card uh, from 1896. This dude, Jennings Cox. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some engineer or something. I think something to do with coal mines. Coal. Uh, or iron mines. Some kind of mines. Uh, started making this thing he called the daiquiri. But I got to be honest with you, I'm not sure I'm buying into it because if you look up the actual original recipe that he supposedly invented the daiquiri, it's, I'm going to quote it, juice of six lemons, six teaspoons of sugar, six Bacardi cups of carta blanca, two small cups of mineral water, (coughs) plenty of crushed ice shaken well. 
That sounds like bullcrap. And, you know, honestly, the grog, we went over this in the Gimlet episode, so we're not going to redo all that history, but, like, they've been making grog for sailors forever, which is basically just lime, sweetened lime juice and rum. Yeah. And water. So, like, I mean, you know, you call it grog and make it manly if you want to, but that's a daiquiri. Let's be yeah. real. Uh, plus, there is fields of limes and sugar cane and just the Cubans line their walls with rum. So you telling me they didn't put all those ingredients together before this guy wrote it down? <laughs> Nonsense. Anyways, it's also very similar to a, I read about this last minute today. I wish I had uh, had the stuff to make it or whatever, but the can chinchara is basically the same thing. Actually, do I've got honey. It's basically a daiquiri, but also with honey. Ooh. Is, it, um, is it honey instead of simple syrup or in addition to? Instead. I didn't look up the proportions, but yes, yeah, it's just rum, lime, honey, and water. Interesting. So, I mean, that's the, that's probably the more hometown version i'm no cuban but i you know i'm assuming can i ask you where the name daiquiri comes Ooh. from it's the city or the port or what? something like that yeah let's see uh, i got it right here hold on let me ruffle some pages i got no paper there's no <laughs> paper here shake your ipad hold on i'm looking for that information for you right now okay um searching 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 after the Spanish-American War, and believed to invent the daiquiri. No, yeah, it's like the name of the place where he was. He christened it the daiquiri, naming the drink after a nearby port town. So which why was that? To be where the U.S. first invaded Cuba during the Spanish-American War. That's where his iron mine was. So there is a city in Cuba called Daiquiri, or there used to be. But so how did they name that city, though? Was there a Count Daiquiri or something? I don't know. Maybe I didn't get too deep. Okay. So <laughs> when you when you mentioned the ingredients of that original one, I had actually read in two separate articles about two different of those ingredients that you mentioned, the first being lemons. I had read mm-hmm. that the, the original daiquiris were probably made with lemon. And that uh, once it became popular in Cuba, they started using key limes instead because well, it's kind of a tartar. Tart- I, re- I read the exact opposite, to be honest with you. Really? That, like, well, the original mm-hmm. recipe that he wrote down had lemons listed, but lemons are just not, not readily available at that time in Cuba. Well, no, that, then so that's why they limes. switched to key limes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I I didn't read much. But see, I, I just I, I guess I'm cynical. About... I just take that I just take that to mean well, that means that this lemon bullcrap is not the original daiquiri. Like they obviously were making lime cocktails with rum and sugar long before this idiot came around. Absolutely, maybe. I mean, but they probably got some lemons in, and then they're like, "Well, oh, crap, we ran out of lemons. We've been making too many daiquiris. <laughs> <laughs> what, what can we great, substitute great it in? Lemons? Oh, we, of we got what? We got buttloads of key limes that's sour too let's use that instead of lemons so this dude named constantino constantine constantante they say i'm not gonna say that middle name vert used shaved dice you know around the 20s and 30s Mm -hmm. 1920s and 30s okay that's what we were talking about earlier that was the other uh, the other ingredient that's when it exploded that's when they got so popular so popular that our favorite alcoholic author started drinking these like six a night you know on a light night yeah i was gonna um, say but, dude I, I, he would drink way more than six 
thing about it is he was diabetic. So he said, cut the sugar out, double the rum. I'll take that. And uh, well, you, you remember the name of it. I don't have it in front of me. They, they would um, call that the Papa Doble. The Papa Doble. Yeah. Which now has become a more palatable thing called the Hemingway. Because, you, yes. you know, that, nobody can the, drink that diesel fuel. I, I can let you know a little bit more about that. Yeah, we won't go into that too far. Um, I, I do want to touch on that shaved ice, though. What I had read, I don't know if it was so much shaved ice or, or that it was like a crushed ice. I'm thinking like Sonic ice, the ice you get in a drink at Sonic, those big Route 44s, or like a, a sweet tea at Cane's or Fusak. Yeah, I had read like crushed, but he was also using a blender. So yeah, I thought that that sounded really good. I actually made one of those tonight. I didn't like blend the ice or anything, but I just took a mallet and crushed yeah. it inside of a towel to make like a bunch of crushed ice. And then I poured my daiquiri over that. And it was it was really, 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 really good. I think I liked it better than, you know, the fancy up in a, a Nick and Nora or coupe glass style. Hemingway said these drinks had no taste of alcohol and felt <laughs> that as you drank them the way downhill glacier skiing feels running through <laughs> powder snow. That dude was an alcoholic for sure. For, for sure. <laughs> that dude, he would walk in, he'd be like, give me a daiquiri, except not. How about you just give me four ounces of rum with a, like a tiny bit of lime juice in it? Yeah. And then he's like, that's a daiquiri. <laughs> so, you know, interesting fact. Apparently, there's some kind of bartender trend called the daiquiri timeout, which <laughs> is, it's basically like, they call it a DTO. And it's, it's, it's basically a daiquiri, but a shot, like made into a shot. And if you're in a stressful situation or just need a break, you hit, you guys like, uh, hey, let's take a DTO, daiquiri timeout. Oh, I like people that. People kind of, I do too. That's why I'm bringing it up. <laughs> people kind of think it's, you know, the guess is it's maybe from the uh, Wedding Crashers thing, daiquiri. Daiquiris. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be incorporating that. <laughs> yeah. They, I don't think they were talking about the cocktail daiquiris. I, you know, yeah, although, no, man, they were fancy were. pants. Maybe they were. They were, were rich fancy folk. people. Yeah. They just went and would probably go ask their butler, hey, make me a daiquiri guy. So I think earlier I was trying to get to this and I don't have a good segue for this, but I said I found something interesting. I think a lot of bartenders apparently use the daiquiri as like a bartender test, like a threshold. Like if they're out in another city and they want to see like, does this bartender have his chops? They'll order a daiquiri and not specify anything and just see what they get. Cause you know, there's so few ingredients that it's hard to get it just right and balanced. And everything. Ah. So, so they'll order a daiquiri and say like, does this guy know what he's talking about? You know, let's see what he brings me. So anyways, I just thought that was like, because that's something you don't think about. Like, you, you, you want to test the bartender, you know. A lot of times you think, let me order something complicated. No, no, no. Maybe order something where they can't hide. I've, I've heard that people do that with the old-fashioned. Yeah. You know, bring me a good old-fashioned. All right, we're, we're cool. Because that should be simple. But a lot of places screw it up. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll put too much sugar or light on the whiskey. It's not hard to do, but a lot of people suck. It's okay. You can put bitters in there also. I, I regretted to inform you of that earlier, but if you, you know, want to squirt some bitters in there, there's really no, no going wrong there either. You can build an experiment on top of those base ingredients. You may have provided me with a brief that I did not read. You did. Yeah, Aaron, you, you just said, A, you said that you regretted to tell him. I think you meant to say neglected. B, you did tell him. He just didn't read it. 
<laughs> provided a full overview of this episode, and I, I didn't read any of it. Until... Kate is our most organized and, and addicted to organization guy. And I tell you, he did not like the organization for this episode. No notes. <laughs> <laughs> no prep, no notes. That's where I'm at. So that's basically it. That's all I got. You know, there's a million versions. I really like the Daiquiri timeout. I'm excited. To, I've never actually made a Hemingway. I think uh, we're going to get into that. Do you want to get into that now? You, if you you, yeah, to. I can tell you about, you know, we're already kind of in this like Ernest Hemingway. If you don't know who he is, he was a famous, uh, what do you call it? A book writer? Musician. <laughs> you know, he wrote TV shows in the 1930s. Lived in the house that was built by General Custer. He has six-toed cat, right? I, I know. It seemed like there was something about cats. What is it? I didn't read about the cats with daiquiris, but the, yeah, I, didn't, I don't think he put cats in the daiquiris. So oh, there, there are there are six-toed cats in that part of Florida, uh, yeah. all around Hemingway's estate. Oh, cool! I've read this in the past. That seems right. They carry a gene that they they grow an extra toe. I like it. Does do you think it helps them climb palm trees? No, oh, I'm because right, of all the rum he gave them. If you're being <laughs> honest, with <us. laughs> eventually one of them grew a six toe, and it just kept a bunch of deformed cats. <laughs> it's like these monster cats. <laughs> I'm just picturing like the hunchback of Notre Dame of cats, but like in a pack of twenty of them. There was more wrong with that guy than an extra toe. <laughs> he drank a lot so the rumor is he was drinking at his favorite bar in cuba el floridito and he drank so much that he had to pee as one does <laughs> and as he was leaving like his seat to go to the bathroom he noticed a bartender lining up a bunch of daiquiris and he said don't mind if i do so that's kind of when you know he kind of tasted something new and he used to like to riff Riffing it. with the bartenders and be like, oh, yeah, what you working on over there? Let me try it. I'll try that. Yeah, give me that. Let's do that. So he took a sip of this one with grapefruit juice in it. And he was like, that's not bad. It's not bad. Eventually, what that evolved into is the Hemingway daiquiri. What the bartender did because Hemingway didn't like sugar. Or couldn't have sugar. I didn't know it was because he was diabetic, Aaron. You just taught me that. What the bartender did was he said, I, I think I still need to sweeten this up a little bit. So he used some maraschino liqueur. And, and that's what he used as a little bit of a sweetener in there. So you don't use a simple syrup. You've got maraschino liqueur, grapefruit juice, lime juice, and your rum. Are you ready to make it? I can step you through. Oh, heck yeah, I'm ready, baby. Right nice what you're gonna do is you're gonna take about a half an ounce of your maraschino liqueur pour that in your mixer half a half a half an ounce half an ounce if an entire half that's a lot a whole a whole half a a full half of an ounce Um, you tried this drink yeah (laughs) half of an ounce I'm here for it. I'm here you for it. You can put a little it. less. I mean, that's this is the liquor.com. Of course, once you drink it, you would ju- you might want more grapefruit juice or something, you know? Yeah, half Got an it. ounce of Luxardo, half an ounce of grapefruit juice. And then Got you're going to do your, your 0.75 ounces of lime juice and then two ounces of rum. 
that sounds. There's just really no sugar in here. All right. No sugar, but that the (laughs) no the Luxardo is so sweet. You really don't need it. Like it's not a bitter drink. I honestly, I'm drinking one right now, and I'm kind of like the Luxardo. There's a little too much. Man, guys, I'll tell you, I don't have grapefruit juice, and I feel kind of left out right now. Do you have grapefruits in your home, at least? No. Of course not. Really? Oh man, but didn't read. Doctor Cade. So I'm assuming white rum, but I, I gotta tell you, I'm gonna use. Yeah, apple. yeah. I mean, you know, again, traditionally, if you want to try it the traditional way first, use some white rum. If you just want to go straight into, I know I like these rums better than white rum, so I'm just gonna do this. Yeah, of course, go for it. What was the most common style of rum in that time period? I think it was the the cheaper stuff probably right that's why it's white rum but i didn't really look up why it was white rum I always used it for daiquiri i think it was just more readily available like, and, and unseasoned like freshly distilled oh like fresh out the pot yeah fresh out the pot so you think, well, i gotta you think hemingway i, I sound kind of confrontational when i'm saying that i'm not confrontational i, I mean this as a, a pure hypothetical <laughs> do you think hemingway was drinking extra proof daiquiris and ordering a double of it. Ooh, it could be where it's like it's equivalent rum. to us drinking an eight ounce rum daiquiri. Do you think that's possible? I, it might be. I mean, 1930s. It's Man, not- I tell you, I read that sometimes he would drink like 12 of them. Yeah. So that's 24 no, ounces yeah, of rum. I, I mean, so it doesn't matter eight. what. I've seen the number 16. <laughs> like that dude could drink. Was he a curmudgeon? Well, I mean, he did say he drank to make other people interested. Yeah. So I got to think yes. I, I think it would be hilarious to have sat next to him at a bar. I bet he oh, talked 100%. a lot. Also said, like, that's the only way you can get to know a new place is you got to yeah. hang out at the bars. That's how you get to know the culture. I'm going to shake this drink up, if I'm honest with you. All right. Hey, you know what? It. Let's take a break to shake. Shake break. Who are we back? Can I react to this drink? Oh, please. Oh, let's bring uh, it back. Bring it back, bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. Did I tell my seance joke already? No. <laughs> well, you told <laughs> something about a chicken in a seance. I don't know if it was a joke. Get to the other side. Anyways, this drink's heavy. It's a little less thick. I can tell that it's a... What's the color? Well, mine is like an amber. That was like apple cider. A peach? A peach color? Because of the spiced rum mm. or uh, aged rum, actually. I'm sorry, aged rum. But it's really good. You're right. The Luxardo isn't too overbearing in it. A little bit watery, but not in a bad way. It's just a lack of sugar, I think. And uh, But I like it. It's really, it's a lot more balanced than I thought it would be. I think what I want in it is more of the grapefruit. I think I want more grapefruit in it. I'm try- yeah, I don't get a whole lot of grapefruit. I do get the grapefruit, but yeah. it, you know, it is milder. That that's kind of how I feel about it, though. Is, is I like it on those proportions, but for me, the improvement is to up the amount of grapefruit. If you up the grapefruit, are you decreasing the amount of lime? I'm not. I'm not yet. Now, look, I'm not going to say that I've done this enough to find my perfect proportions yet. Just I don't have that much time to drink that all all that much. <laughs> so I do a lot of it on these podcasts <laughs> <laughs> so i haven't adjusted a whole lot with this cocktail i tried so many different things over the last two weeks from 
basics and ice styles and Hemingway versus regular. So I hadn't really gotten to the point of finding what I think is my perfect Hemingway. I haven't found it yet, but I know it's well, there. I like well, the pace. Can I ask you, uh, have you found your wife's perfect daiquiri? Mm. My wife. My wife. That's just her favorite drink. Just that's the end of the sentence. Like daiquiri is it. And she does like the fancy cocktail version of the daiquiri. That, I kind of like that because that's the one cocktail I can make her anytime. Drinks we make for our wives. Oh, I got a recording of this. I can, okay. I can let it be played. You want to throw it up for us? Let's throw it up there. Here we go. That's delicious. Fruity, but not too sweet. Daiquiris are my favorite. Oh, I didn't even tell her what it was. I'm just good like that. Ooh. No, she didn't. Oh, my gosh. She loves a daiquiri. I didn't even have to tell her what it was, if if memory serves. I'm going to see yours, and I'm going to raise you mine. Here we go. Oh, Oh, what's she going to say? Sweet. A little bit of spice. Lime. I really like him. Yeah, she like. Oh snap! No, she didn't. Good for you, bud. Good for you. I've got one for my wife. Can we hear I it? I do. Yeah, I didn't make her the classic. She tried my classics, and I, I didn't want to do that to her for a whole drink. So I kind of made her something she's a little more familiar with. The New Orleans-style drive-through daiquiri, but craft-style. Let's hear what she had to say about that. Tastes fresh, unlike a New Orleans street-walking daiquiri. It's actually really good. I would prefer just a little bit more sweet, but it's refreshing and clean and delicious. Mmm. Yeah. Of course she liked it. You said you made her a drive-through daiquiri. <laughs> yeah, but okay, so, so I made it, I made it, you know, craft style instead of whatever it is that they If you're not going to explain that, then no, it's, no, a, no, it's, it's oh, sugar water. Gonna, is, is that not a thing the lawless, everywhere? The lawless bayou country that no one... No, what a, no, it's not lawless. It is, it is not lawless. <laughs> There's a very specific law that as long as they tape the straw to the top of it <laughs> it's, it's okay it's because illegal, because then it's they're not serving you a drink it's like no different than if you went to the liquor store it's sealed it's sealed it's a drive-through right a drive-through so but if you, get, if you get pulled over <laughs> and your straws in your drink it's not their fault you're an alcoholic yeah i mean the math checks out totally. And what I mean by the New Orleans style daiquiri is, Cade, kind of like what you were saying earlier. It's an adult icy, you know. That's where I was going. Basically just a uh, a sugary blended drink through a straw and a giant styrofoam cup that you're walking down Bourbon Street with. And there, there's like a dump load of sugar in it. They got flavors like root beer. <laughs> like and white, like, white, actually, uh, white Russian. You know, they got white Russian. Um, yeah. I mean, just the base strawberry. They're right. good. I can't drink a lot of them because of all the sugar. But that you know, that's shake with alcohol. Yeah, but I think that's what a lot of people think of when they think of daiquiri. Yeah, yeah. I know it's all I knew about a daiquiri for the longest it's time. Exactly what I thought about when you guys say daiquiri. <laughs> Hundred percent, it is. Yeah, I agree with that. What flavor did you make your wife, Sean? Oh, my wife. Well, I froze some strawberries and blueberries, and so when I I was ready to make her drink, I took (laughs) those out the freezer and threw them in the blender, and then 
added the regular cocktail proportions of a daiquiri on top of the fresh fruit. And then I threw in about, I don't know, maybe four ice cubes. And then I just blended that until it was smooth, like a smooth slushy, and uh, gave it to her with a straw. And I think, you know, I think it was a hit. That's basically what I do with the muddles. If I make my wife a fruit daiquiri, I'll just muddle frozen fruit in the bottom of it and then shake it. And sometimes I don't even strain it. I just pour the whole gloop into a cup. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a, you know, I don't use a blender, but it's the same, sh- same thing, you know. Dude, that yeah, fruit at the bottom of a cup after you've had a cocktail is so good. It's no different than eating the cherry at the end of a Mar- uh, Manhattan. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been soaking uh, in that booze and it's just so good. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. What you got, Cade? Can I tell you guys, I was really excited to try to make one of those slushy style daiquiris. And our ninja blender, it it shat the bed this week. No, terrible wow. timing. We we've had it for two years. It's got to get the Vitamix, buddy. You you mm. you set it on there, and you just push a button, and it goes through all these different blending speeds. It's been great. It's it's so loud. It wakes up the whole neighborhood. I'm sure because I keep it out in the garage, and uh, that's how loud <laughs> it is. <laughs> I think so, I sent y'all a TikTok about. It that sort of thing recently yeah. or not recently a long time ago she said there's smoke inside of my breakfast smoothie oh. <laughs> apparently it smoked oh, smoothie i thought it was Seriously. the motor but it wasn't it was just the blending cap but it like slung a bearing and it was smoking inside of the drink and there was burnt oil in her drink oh yuck we're gonna replace Yikes. it yeah. so I, I missed out on the frozen slushy style but this is a cocktail you can serve in glassware and it's oh yeah oh 100 percent, 100 i knew you would be surprised if you'd just done anything you would have loved this drink it's fine <laughs> anymore uh, before we leave the current subject kate i went oh well, i'm not ready to leave this ninja blenders like i feel like their expiration date is two years they're gonna break every single one really? of them get a vitamix just spend the 300 bucks it's worth it the things Three. will blend concrete i'm trying to just get a vitamix well, you're going to spend 100 bucks on a, on a ninja every two years. That's all I'm saying. That's you true. know, Aaron, you kind of just brought two different conversations into something I wanted to bring up. Yeah. You broke a blender of mine once, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Objection! <laughs> no. No. The strength you... of the cocktail <laughs> broke your blender. You broke my blender. the only explanation I have. I had a glass blender. Kate, it was a glass blender that no, Aaron I... broke. Um, so I didn't Aaron drop it, I, though. It's not what you think. Aaron and I, I, this was kind of like a special like bonding between best friends things that Aaron and I had. It was best friend weekend? No, no I mean, we just did this whenever. Yeah, it was just college. But, you know, it was amongst best friends. Two best friends. It's funny. I don't remember being invited. To that. Well, there was a Cade there, but it wasn't. There was a Cade, but it wasn't. <laughs> I almost said lesser Cade, but I would never do that. No, we called him Casserole Cade. The one that pooped in a plant that time. He did poop in a you plant. You guys invited Casserole Cade. We didn't invite him. It was as a matter of fact, room. no, it was his room. He invited us over. He's the only one that could buy that. booze at the time. Casserole Cade. Is that what it was? No, that can't I, be I'm it, Aaron, because I didn't up. drink till I was 21. All yeah. I know is he was 27. That's all. I mean, he was an old man. <laughs> 
I think he was forty when we were in college. It's, it's something like he could he could have been anywhere from twenty seven to forty. He's, he's ageless. Let's he was, he <laughs> was the we went to college and there was me, Cade, and there was another guy named the Cade. first and second and only Cades I've ever met in my entire life, both in college. That is true. And we grew up three <laughs> miles from each other and didn't know each other growing up. And then we ended up in college 200 miles away from home. And that's how we met. And I get accused all the time when I say, I went to school with this guy named Cade. And I tell a crazy story. And they're like, this guy's just talking about himself <laughs> in the third person. And he's talking about his Tyler Durden alter ego. <laughs> a fight club thing I'm doing. And you better not let us meet your Tennessee friends because I'm definitely going to tell them that that's the truth. We only knew one Cade for sure. <laughs> Wait, he told y'all there was another Cade? He used to try to pull that off when he did dumb shit. <laughs> Classic Cade. <laughs> no, guys, it's not me. It's other Cade. <laughs> That's what Cade is real. With Dr. Cade shitting the plant? I don't think so. <laughs> I love that in college he even called himself Dr. Cade. <laughs> That's gonna make sense. <laughs> I can't wait till he listens to this. Uh, <laughs> he has to cut stuff out. I'm just gonna turn it off and delay. <laughs> so, so we're blending these drinks right. in Dr. K's dorm room, <laughs> and and also so the the drink that Aaron and I made together as best friends it was called a man curry. We didn't know about real cocktails yet. We didn't so know. we were just doing the the pure like the red mix. I think it was a strawberry one. This was uh, just... no, this was a mission. This wasn't about cocktails. It wasn't about taste. It <laughs> no. was about what can I put in here? What to can have a good I night? palate with yeah. the most alcohol in it? What kind of rum were you guys using back then? It was Two a multiple rum cake. situation. Yes. Two types of rum were in this drink. 151 had to be involved. 100%. Absolutely. Fire. <laughs> That's the man part of it. And then the query part of it was regular wrong ice. Probably and Bacardi. just the sugar strawberry daiquiri mix. I don't think there was a whole lot of strawberry stuff in there. I mean these taste no, like, no, like lighter we put fluid. a lot of that sugar. I remember they tasted too. like goose for sure. Like there. what? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we put a lot. We didn't measure anything back then. <laughs> I agree with that. And every single time we would not allow anyone else to make man curries because only we no. knew the proportions. Yeah, we knew we had it. no <laughs> idea of the proportions. It was a free pour. Exactly. It was so fun. I think that's why we had to do it though because if somebody was like, what's the proportions? And it was just kind of like, nah, man, you just feel you just it. Figure it you just and figure it out. And since y'all y'all haven't made it, you can't feel it like us. Yes, that's, that's it. I love it. I love I it. Made anyway, they were that year. awful. It was so, they were terrible. <laughs> Not good. Not good. <laughs> so we went to Cade's dorm room to yes. make man curries. And we put all the ingredients. This was like the, the third time I think Aaron and I made them. And we were so excited because... The other two times were amazing nights, and this was like a five o'clock in the afternoon situation. It was day for sure. We were it was bright, <laughs> bright outside. We shouldn't have been drinking this early. We were happy to do it. So we mix. We put everything in the blender. We're so excited. Aaron does like I don't know what button he pushed, but an ice cube shot through the glass blender. 
and it doesn't make sense. The physics of it doesn't make sense to me. I, there had, it was at the bottom too, so everything went spilling out, glass shards everywhere, and we were just like, "Oh, what of this can we still drink?" <laughs> <laughs> I just remember thinking, like, where's this leak coming from? It don't make no sense. And there's a giant hole in the side of the blender all of a sudden. Yeah. Aaron was like, oh, oh, what? And I was like, you didn't hear that explosion? <laughs> <laughs> the blender just exploded. What did you do? I love it. So there was this new ABC store that opened really close to campus. And I, st- I took a fancy to go into that one. And it was just like right around the time where we started buying 151. It was economical, <laughs> if I recall. I think that was my excuse for it. It was like, well, it's not that much more. You get the same amount. It was 151 proof. I mean. <laughs> Use half of it. <laughs> so this thing comes, if you haven't bought it before, it comes with a metal cap over the top with little tiny little pinholes poked in it to where, like, they don't want you pouring this too fast. Yep. So I, I bought the stuff so much that summer that the lady that worked at that liquor store literally just started calling me Bacardi 151. I would walk in, <laughs> and she would be like, 151? And I was like, I mean, is it Friday? <laughs> <laughs> you be bopped in there with a, with a, a code red Mountain Dew. <laughs> This no man. This was in the time of life when Code Red didn't exist. Do you not remember they stopped making Code Red for a while, dude? Code I'm pretty Red sure. is all you could you can always get Code Red now. Mm, probably true, but yeah, I mean, you know, they stopped making it for five years because you were the only one drinking it, and they had a surplus. And Jesse Eisenberg, or whatever his name is from uh, Zombieland, Mark Zuckerberg. Mark, that's the same, right? Yeah. Well, I gotta tell you. I think I need to digest this Hemingway for a second. How many breaks okay. have we taken? Do we need a break? Do we have an act three? I think we can take a break right here. I think Let's we... take a little break. We'll be right back. What do you guys think about this daiquiri? I'm really liking it. I was not excited for this episode, if I could just be totally honest with y'all. Really? Uh, Why not? Yeah, I wasn't excited for the Gimlet one. Just too simple, I think. Oh, because I've under, underestimated. Uh, yeah, and but what I did was I took that challenge to myself, and I'm about to admit to y'all that I cheated a little bit. I actually earlier in the week made. I, I found I have I have several bottles of just rums that I haven't used up like i had some goshlings captain morgan that i had been gifted just some some various bottles so i said i need to i want to do something with these i had some old limes so what i did old limes you say old limes and old limes you lost me because at first i was like yeah this dude's making a lot of sense but now you're like i took a bunch of old moldy limes old five day old limes they need to be closed i needed to use them i made you got some moldy limes daiquiri i made a big batch of clarified daiquiri i squeezed on my lines i and it called it you cup. told me i was wrong but i <laughs> never no, go back and read it i never said i never denied it <laughs> 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 i made it uh, i used a cup of uh, lime juice okay let's see if i have my actual ratios here yeah i started all this yes yeah, so i used a cup of lime juice because that's what it came out to and then a half cup of my simple syrup but it's a it's a strong demerara syrup like a uh, turbinado mm-hmm. sugar syrup okay. And then I used a third of an ounce of Angostura bitters. Nice. 
like two and two thirds cup of rum is what it came out to by what I looked up and then two thirds of a cup of milk. So you mix all of your non-milk ingredients together and then you got to use whole milk and you pour whatever the ratio is into that. I think there's a whole debate about milk ratios, so I'm not even going to get into that. I yeah, that's, all, that's kind of, all crazy stuff. Yeah, man. I didn't prep any kind of clarified history or anything. I just did this for daiquiri. Uh, so we're not getting into the details of the clarified. But long story short, you let that sit. You filter it. There's a whole how there's long, a lot more to go into there. How long did um, you have to let it sit? I let it sit for like hours. I mean, like, like you know, several hours? Over five. Yeah, it was really. It was, Oh, See, yeah. that's something I'm unclear on is if it's like a, you only need to wait an hour or two or if it's like a, a five or six hour thing. Well, I'll tell you this. You brought up Thirsty Whale earlier. He posted a literal clarified yeah. daiquiri earlier. I was going to tell ago. you that Thirsty Whale has been doing a lot of clarified cocktails lately. And this that came out looking great. I yeah. used that ratio. I just thirded it because his was, I think, three clubs. Oh, yeah. Cups he makes juice. a lot. He makes like whole. I'll tell you though, a, a, a cup of lime juice by his ratio. So it filled the entire Captain Morgan fifth back up, and then a little bit went into the Goshlands bottle. I gotta tell you guys, it's good. It's real good. It came out clear, and it was Goshlands, right? So it's it's black yes, rum, dark but rum. It, it it came out almost yellow, like a yellow brown, like lighter so, than spiced rum. Got a yeah. couple questions here. Let me. The first one being. The good thing about clarifying is that it's shelf stable. So even if you do make those giant portions of it, you can pour it into like a liquor bottle and just store it a dark, dry place. And you're good for years. You've just got a bottle of cocktail you can pour out for a long time. Do you know clarifying makes it stable? That's what I've heard. I've actually, I did read. What about repeating literature on that? But I, you know, I didn't go, I did refrigerate mine. Most of what I've read is exactly what Sean's talking about. It's just stable. What about refrigeration? You say it's shelf stable. You don't have to refrigerate. That kind of concerns me that you're using the milk and then you're just sitting it out. It, it curdles. The curds. Yeah, you it filter curdles. the curds out. And you filter it out. You pour it through a filter. That's so you're not left with any of the milk. No milk comes through. No, Whatever, I mean, what, if well, you have a dairy works. allergy, I'm not going to say do this. I don't know that. I think most people that do this do just leave it in the cabinet. So obviously those people aren't necessarily dying from it. I, we're not, listen, I'll tell you this. This is a podcast. We're not recommending you do anything. We're not doctors. So okay. Uh, but he clearly <laughs> didn't do the reading on this episode. So don't trust I him. I read nothing. <laughs> Put the shit in the refrigerator. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My second question was, you said it's good. But how does the flavor change? I don't think I've ever actually had a milk clarified cocktail. I've been interested in them for years and Thirsty Whale's been doing it recently and it's made me really want to try it. So I really, really want to know how does it taste? What I want to do is make one that I'm more familiar with because I side. it is different. It's very hard to put my finger on. It's smoother. It is less i want to say less thick there's no it's hard to put your finger on it's just silky like it's it's smooth you know i don't know did you pour um, it over like a, a ice globe yeah yeah all i'm doing is okay. pouring it on a rocks and, and put in a rocks glass over a big chunk of ice and just stir that's it i think thirsty well recommended these drinks are good with nutmeg uh, i did not do that nutmeg um yeah you know I, I oh you great if you want to make it crafty so. hey I'd like to see if I can get my friend Jeff. He's a big cocktail aficionado. And I'm going to see if I can get a little blurb from him right here to see 
if he has any opinions and thoughts on clarified drinks. So, oh if, yeah, if Jeff's got anything to say, I'm going to pop it in right here and yeah, say about clarified drinks. So Jeff, I'm going to hand it over to you, bud. Hey Jeff. Hello. Hey guys. Yeah, I've done a couple of the clarified cocktails. Some of the things that are kind of interesting is it's it's kind of a weird process. So if you add the milk to the lemon, it starts to curdle and it just looks really weird. So if you have any colors from whatever you're mixing in with, it will actually take it completely out and it'll be completely clarified. So you can do something like a clarified Negroni and it will look clear, even if you use Campari. You can do like a Jungle Bird. A lot of the tiki drinks I've seen, for some reason they're adding a lot of milk punches to that. So it's making a lot of these tiki drinks. And so the flavor behind it is really, it's kind of milky only without the, it's a little bit of the creaminess and some of the textures, a lot more smooth and silky. So that's a really benefit of it. I, I don't know about the whole shelf stable thing. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I, I'm, I'm probably gonna stick it in a refrigerator. The interesting thing about it is it's just, it just looks clear or slight tinge of yellow to it. And you can kind of run it through a, a filter. So what I do is I mix all the ingredients, usually on a larger volume. Actually, what are the cup of lemons, probably about two cups of booze and then some milk and just kind of mix it in <laughs> and then just kind of clarify it. And then it just kind of goes through the process and it goes and uh, it will start to curdle after probably about like 30, 45 minutes. You just let it sit on the counter and then I put a strainer or a double strainer in a little coffee filter or a napkin and it'll just pour it through chunk by chunk and it will just kind of drip through and you just kind of let it settle out and next thing you know you have a whole clarified milk punch. It's pretty cool. I'm kind of interested to see how it might work. So from the mouth of Jeff, who's mm -hmm. a very smart guy in my opinion, that's his thoughts on clarified drinks. And uh, definitely, okay. I'll say this. If nothing else but for the convenience, I, like I'll definitely be doing it again for sure. It was not hard, very simple. As long as like just plan ahead, and it's super easy to do. I mean, you know, you don't need a whole lot of special equipment or anything. Yeah, I used a coffee filter with a big like colander, and see, I think Thirsty Well even says you can just use a, he says, a buttload he of paper uses towels. Paper towels. I actually did both. I put a coffee filter on the bottom, but you know, obviously I don't have a big colander sized coffee filter. So I just also used the uh, paper towels. And then the curds also, I think, act as a filter it, once they settle. Oh, um, okay. This is interesting. So I would recommend everyone try it just because it's just, it's fun. It's neat. It's really good. And then it's easy. My wife also liked these. She had one at dinner tonight and she, well, she got the, it got the stamp of approval from her I, I as well that we're going to revisit clarified cocktails. I think oh, so. 100%. I've got it. I've got it in my long-term plan. It's not in season two, but I do have it in our long-term plan to all clarify cocktails. Sean, what, what kind of rum are you using tonight? So I still just have all of my rum from the mojito episode, which is, I will say I finished my bottle of Havana club. So I had kind of been alternating Havana Club and Plantation Three Star. I like the Plantation Three Star. I think I like Havana Club a little better, but I don't know if I have enough of them side by side. And then I also made a traditional daiquiri style with Kraken Spice Drum. Nice. Yeah. Aaron, how about you? 
I've mostly been rocking this clarified bad boy, which uh, is mostly Gosling's, uh, a little bit of Captain Morgan Spice Drum. I think it's fine to mix it because part of what I've read is the more flavor you put in before the milk, the better it comes out. Because obviously some of that goes out with the milk, but that's why you make it very, very strong. Like the bitters helps with that, you know, like all the flavors help. For my wife, the, the drink for my wife actually just made her a regular daiquiri, but with uh, the Gosling's, the super dark Bermuda rum. Um, and she even loved that. Like, I really think that having darker rums in the daiquiri only adds to the flavor complexity. So I definitely read mm-hmm. I had never had dark rum with lime juice before. I, I was always... Heavenly. Yeah, I was always like, uh, you know, rum and Coke's the only thing to really drink with rum. And you buy spiced rum and you mix spiced rum with Coca-Cola. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, that, that, that was just my, my frame of thinking, like my frame of reference with it. But it, it goes so well with the lime juice. I was very surprised. I let my wife try it. And she said something. And I was kind of like, that's true. It's got a back taste, like a, an aftertaste that was really good. Yeah. Can we clarify for the listeners that a lot of times we say my wife, it's because we say our wives' names and then we have to go back and edit out. None of us. I think all I got to do is just ask her, can I use your name on this podcast? She's probably not going to care. I'm just too lazy to do that. We should just ask them. Can we use your names? But typically (laughs) we we will say our wives' names. And then we'll go, hey, we got to redo that. And then we'll go, oh, sorry, my wife. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, is if Borat impersonations. No, we are also idiots and love the Borat. (laughs) (laughs) If if anyone has actually listened to this that doesn't know us, like a random person that actually listened to this, they already know our wives' names because we've definitely slipped up. That's probably true. I don't think I've slipped up in the editing. You may not have. Oh, I think my wife's name has definitely made it in. I'm pretty certain Ara's wife has as well. I think I've been stalwart and haven't slipped yet, but we'll see. If you've heard our wives' names, let us DM us. Well, I've used some different rums. As Just like Sean, I had a few rums from the Mojito episode left over. We always keep cracking spice drum because my wife makes some amazing rum cakes around the holidays absolutely sopping with kraken rum they're delicious i love them but i had the rum agricole left over as well rahum rahum r-h-u-m so that's what i've mainly been teasing around this week and playing around with is rum agricole versus the kraken black spice drum and they're both great. My wife really liked the rum agricole version better. And I can see why. The You really get the light grassy notes in the background. The lime comes forward really strong. And the sweetness is kind of an afterthought for the, the rum agricole variant. For the, the black spiced rum, it is... Like the, wait, wait, wait. The sweetness, like the sweetness in the rum is an afterthought or the sweetness in the daiquiri? The sweetness in the daiquiri in general is just on the back end, but right Mm. you get hit with lime, you get hit with grassy notes, and then there's a little sweet aftertaste. And it's, it's, it's a neat little combination. I was really pleasantly surprised with it. That's the beauty of the daiquiri. It lets the rum shine through. It is. It's, and it's pretty. The black spice rum is going to 
obviously give it more sweetness. And if you use like a Demerara syrup with it, it definitely has a sweeter, not cloyingly sweet, but it's it's a sweeter variant. I, I loved them both and my wife enjoyed them as well. But if, if I had to pick which one to do as a regular go-to, I would do the Kraken Black Spice Drum. For, oh. I liked it. A little bit sweeter and it's just... It's just a have you tried like an age drum? Like, have you tried just like a Jamaican age drum or oh, yeah. anything like that? Like, I'm telling you, the Appleton age drums are really hard to beat to me in, in these or in anything, honestly. I haven't, but from what I've read, there's, I mean, there's people who are like rum heads. They're, they're big in rum and they have strong opinions about <laughs> the types of rum to use. And we, we probably sound like idiots and novices. Oh, right. sure I'm sure they're right. right now. They're so, like cracking. If, if you're a big, like rum fan then again uh, apology and just understand we're we're novices at in rum, sure. the rum game and acknowledge that there are much much better rums that probably have much more complexity but just as a simple go-to i i really like the kraken spiced rum I, i'd love to try some of the more exotic and just better well-rounded rums uh, and maybe we'll get into those and revisit this because we do plan yeah. on doing re- revised episodes and coming back uh, episodes for a lot of these drinks and see what we've learned in time. You know, I think, I think with a lot of these liquors, you know, it's just our experience. We all grew up in the South and I think the South is really big on, on whiskey. You know, I think we've all, the three of us, we've tried a lot of whiskeys. Cade and Aaron, y'all have probably tried a lot of scotches. I've tried a few scotches. I've maybe had a couple different Canadian whiskeys that y'all haven't had, but in general, it's that whiskey family that we're familiar with. And so when we start doing rum or tequila, we're, we're learning a lot on those. You know, when, when somebody talks about uh, the different tastes of a whiskey, we're not surprised, but you know, you just mentioned, oh, there's probably rum heads. Yeah, there definitely are. They've got all these different expensive rums that you could just drink, like sippers and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if you've got it and you want to mix, you know, if you want to make a Blanton's Old Fashioned or if you want to make a fancy rum aged daiquiri, go for it. I can't even name a fancy rum. That's how little I know about rum. (laughs) Fair enough. And that sucks, too, because rum is affordable. It is. It is. I have had good ones. I bought a, uh, my wife and I went on our honeymoon to the island of Antigua. I really wanted a local rum there. And I had a guide on a, uh, on an excursion to like the tourist market area. I was like, guy, I don't want any of this BS. What I want is a local rum. And he's like, all right, come with me. So he took me a few like, few blocks away to a liquor store and was like here you know here's like a this is like a good one and it was so cheap and it's so good it's just like an antiguan rum really good delicious nice. it was only a, like a five-year age drum very good I love very it. nice so Cade, so Aaron. question yeah please what kind of drink are you gonna walk us through in act three so I am going to walk you through the Raham Agricole version that I made for my wife. Pretty simple ratio. We're going to start with 
Wait, hold Point. on. I think I have a tiny bit of dark room left in a flask in the other fridge. Grab <laughs> that. Go for it. I just thought of it. I want to make the the. I want to give Cade his due. Get Please. as close as I can. While you're going to get your flask, Aaron, I remembered something from the clarified conversation. Cade, you were a little worried about the milk. I think one of the things about it is that you have to do it with like a citrus. Yeah, there's I, several things. It's like you yeah. use a lot more alcohol. I think it's a higher alcohol ratio. There's citrus. Yeah, I think it mostly only works if you're doing like a citrus cocktail. Well, yeah, citrus and that's how milk it curdles. are going to be acidic enough. Or... Yeah. Well, look, I've drank an Irish car bomb that was, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't have any citrus in it, and that junk still curdled. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I did not like it once that happened. All right, what are we doing? What, what, what's the fruit base we're using here? So, I don't know if I even have it. We're going we're gonna to muddle a little bit. And Ooh, I wanted kiwis, but they only had an eight pack of kiwis. And what am I going to do with all those kiwis? Eat them, dude. It's kiwis. They're so good. I, I come by are great. that much. So I bought from our local food city an exotic fruit cup. We built food city. Yeah. Do you know what's in an exotic fruit cup? Just tell me what you're using. I'm going to walk you through this exotic fruit cup real quick. Is it pineapple? I got some frozen pineapple. There's pineapple in it. There's grapes. There's strawberries. There's honeydew. There's cantaloupe. And there's blueberries. And none of those hit the nail on the head for exotic in my book. (laughs) (laughs) Real quick, you said honeydew. I sent my my child to my, my parents' house at one point. And he came back obsessed with calling honeydew melon like honey poo poo or green poo poo melon or something. <laughs> uh, that's my father. My father did that to him. Grand. So what? What poo poo melon did Cade settle on? So <laughs> I I went simple. I grabbed a a chunk of pineapple from my exotic fruit cup. I I muddled it in my shaker. And I splashed on top of it some Angostura bitters, a little splash of rum, just to get things going. Yeah, get the the fruit messy. Right. What's the word? I have yeah. one chunk of frozen pineapple. I'm with you. Then I I got them got them muddled, the cup. got them to know each other. What then kind of bitters did you use? Angostura, you said. Angostura and how many how many how many dashes of this Angostura? Six. 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 All right, six it is. Now what? Then I added 0.75 ounces of lime juice, freshly squeezed. Fresh first. I chose fresh squeeze. So only one bitter in this bad boy? Orange bitters and Angostura bitters. Ooh, orange and Angostura. All right. Oh, yeah, buddy. Keep up, child. He went and so I- fast. It took so long to get to the fruit, and then he just flew through the rest. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> the fruit's important. 0.75 ounces of lime juice. Heard. 0.75 ounces of Demerara syrup. I got all of this ingredients. And then I know you went for some reason to grab a flask of, uh, of dark <laughs> rum. I, I did two ounces of, of rum agricole. So that's the, that's the, that's the RH rum, right? So is this a, is it a, Rahum. a yeah. but it's, it's dark, is it not? Is it like a, no, what, what color? No, is it? no, no, no. It doesn't it's have to be. Rum and it's it's very light and 
Like, I knew it was light and grassy, but I still, for some reason, I don't know why I thought it was like a difference in the sugar base. I, I can't remember off the top of my head what it is. You know, rums like molasses, and then rum is before it's molasses. And I'm butchering it, I'm sure, but it's got to do with the step of sugar that goes into the fermentation. You're a hundred percent correct. That is a difference, but I also don't remember what. It- <laughs> because there there's a third if you go brazilian and i really want to do this Whoa. brazilian do you uh, brazilian is cachaça yeah and um cachaça is similar to rum and similar to raham but again it's it's just the the step of the sugar's a little different and i can't remember off the top of my head Not which it. of the 3 it is if you get a brazilian can we be there when that happens oh we are not going to have a 40 year old virgin situation buddy <laughs> we're all going to be together in january can you get a brazilian and we God. hold your hand look you know what would be funnier what nothing is if ben got a brazilian cuz you know there's a lot of hair down no there. it wouldn't because we expect shit crap like that with him <laughs> But there's that. so much more hair. That's you know, fair. he's got such a higher tolerance for that sort of stuff. I ripped his toenail out once. It would be great to watch and listen to if if Ben got a Brazilian. <laughs> That's about the only way I would watch any of y'all get a Brazilian. It was just because it would be so comedic. I'm just I could get over the gross factor. That esthetician for for putting her through that. It sounds a little cruel. <laughs> Uh, but so uh, the Brazilian national drink is a. Uh, I'm gonna butcher this. I'm not gonna say it right. Cipriana or something like that. Yeah. It's basically a daiquiri, but made with cachaça instead of rum. Yeah, yeah. We, we can talk uh, about that at some point. I I want to. I want to because I'm certain there are amazing variations on that, and I, I I've had a, a one of those. Um, it was delicious. Uh, a Ciprihana. Uh, I, I, what I want is, is I've never owned these liquors. I've never bought a cachaça. I also think that we should do a Pisco Sour episode because I've never owned Pisco. I think we should go to Brazil and record an episode. Oh, on location. That would be awesome. You know, there, there's, uh, a great Instagram bartender, Louis Fern, who is, uh, he has a Brazilian restaurant. I think it's in somewhere in Massachusetts. And uh, I like his videos a lot. Bill? Here, what? real quick, I'm a, we don't have to take a break, but let me shake this real quick. All right, so we were talking about. Well, had just said, Brazilian restaurant in Massachusetts. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it, well, because you had said we should go to Brazil, but I think if we do, um, we should use all of our our clout and all of our two hundred Instagram followers <laughs> to, to go with this guy who's like a an actual influencer and uh, who has no reason to give a shit about us, <laughs> and go with him to Brazil. I think he he could give us and teach us a lot. I bet anyone could teach us a lot. <laughs> that's a, that's pretty true. <laughs> we know you know so little, John. Love. John. <laughs> so, um, oh, this this does not taste like a daiquiri. You know what this tastes like? 
This tastes like Hawaiian punch. It's delicious. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, okay. I take that as a compliment. So yeah, the, the I think the pineapple's a good touch. I there's part of me that wants to bring in some coconut, but I don't actually. Coconut. There's a little part of me that wants That's to. That's a pina colada, buddy. Well, I think it's also a slippery slope because there's a lot of coconut rums and there's a lot of garbage rums that have coconut. And and mom, I'm sorry, but you buy the shittiest rum I've ever. <laughs> I will go to visit my mother and I'll be like, "You got any? Uh, make a drink. You got some of this?" She's like, "Oh yeah, here's some Kenny Chesney rum." <laughs> I don't even know what this stuff is. It tastes like suntan lotion, like that is. <laughs> It is the, probably the byproduct of banana boat sunscreen. It's it's terrible. And <laughs> mom, I love you, but you buy garbage rum and it should be burned. My uh, my father's drink of choice is Malibu and pineapple juice. <laughs> I have seen that so much. Let's call that a dirty Hemingway. <laughs> It's a poor man's pina colada for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my goodness. Did we talk about on the pod about how my dad wanted to surprise us in a, in Biloxi? No, I don't think we have. <laughs> Not on the pod, I don't think we have. <laughs> oh, so my dad. He's so fucked. You guys were at the craps tables. I was with Richie at video poker. Video poker. Because I don't know how to play craps and I'm an idiot. You texted us and said your dad was going to show up, <laughs> drive to Biloxi from the New Orleans area, and he was going to, what was he going to dress up as, a hobo? A hobo. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, and stand behind us. And then, <laughs> what? Just be like, I'm not a hobo. I'm John- <laughs> <laughs> he, he was going to He was going to keep bumping into us all night, he thought. And just, just hover over us for the whole, like, for like an hour <laughs> before he, <laughs> before he, before we were all together and he would finally reveal himself as, I'm not a hobo. I'm Sean's dad. Sean, did you know this weirdo following us the whole time was your dad? <laughs> he, he, he plotted, he plotted with me on this for weeks and Essentially, the plotting was just any idea he came up with. I just said yes. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Dad, you're on fire." Every single one of these ideas is gold. Please do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. I was like, "Dad, if you do this, we've got we've got room for you in our Airbnb. You just drive down, you do that. You don't have to drive back." I hope you play it again for for Colorado for our Colorado. Oh my gosh! Oh no, there's no. You do not want he, Cop Mountain. You like, know what? In a cop mountain, he would. He would. I, I take. He it would back. show up for sure. He a hundred percent. If 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 I float that to him, he's there. So you be careful about <laughs> what you wish for. Book account. But what I will say, know where we're going, just just so he'll show up. What I will say is, we will no longer have to worry about if we're staying an hour, two hours, eight hours away from a ski resort. That man will drive all of our 
inebriated asses forever if it gets him and us to Copper Mountain for just 10 minutes. That's how much he loves Copper Mountain. That's a trade I might take him up on. That's crazy. He... But he'll take a shortcut. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. hey, as, lo- as long as he don't care what happens in the back of the van. My dad does not care. Can I tell about your bachelor party, Sean? Yes. So your bachelor party. Went... I don't know the story. So I... <laughs> it, was, it was it was in the Great Smoky Mountains, not too far from where I live. So I was I was the closest out of anyone. You're driving up from the greater New Orleans area. Mm-hmm. I am in very adjacent to the Smoky Mountains. So I got off work and drove over. I was the first on site at the cabin. we <laughs> As being the first there, I was charged with picking up the keg of beer. <laughs> so I'd left work and I was working a more corporate job at the time. So I'm in like slacks and a button down. I go pick up this keg back of my car they give me a 55 gallon drum (laughs) to also put in there and then i went to a store and got like 20 bags of ice (laughs) this cabin which has a hundred steps to get (laughs) first i was like no i'm not doing this wait there was a basement that was on the ground yeah but i think that's where the the keg eventually wound up after Cade brought it upstairs first. I though. can't figure out why Cade brought it up all those days. Because I wanted saying. to be there with the beautiful Vista. I wanted it to be everything right there where we needed it. So you just pour a beer and walk up. Well, at first I, I walked in, I got set up in the cabin and I was like, I'm just going to get my stuff settled in. And that keg, that keg's fine. I don't need to set that up. It's fine. I set my bag. And then you guys kept texting me that, your dad is taking a shortcut. <laughs> <laughs> and no, it wasn't. It gets oh, further we'll get and further that. longer and later. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know what? To hell with it. I'm, I'm bringing this keg up. So I man up on this full keg and bring it up. <laughs> to death. I get the 55 gallon drum up there. I put ice on the bottom. I manhandle this keg into it. Get ice around it. Go ahead and tap it. And I decide, you know what? I'm going to drink a little bit of this beer. And then who shows up? Ben shows up. Because <laughs> he came from Charleston. And he drank some of that beer with me. And we, we might have been overserved. And by the time you guys showed up. And you were all- leaving a lot of that out because we showed up and y'all were at a restaurant in town. Yeah, y'all went, <laughs> y'all drank there and then somehow made your way to a restaurant in downtown Gatlinburg. Yep, I think Ben and got you knew there. everyone in that restaurant. I'm talking about this restaurant was packed. That was and the most ben, packed restaurant I have you and ever. Ben somehow eaten. held a table for eight or ten people in a restaurant full. You could not walk in this restaurant. There was standing room. Yes. There wasn't even standing yes. room in there. And you somehow held a completely an, an empty table with t- ten chairs at it in this packed restaurant with five hundred <laughs> people waiting for us to come in and sit down at it. They, they, <laughs> when we when we walked in, everybody at the bar started like hugging Ben and Cave, like, "All right, bye, <laughs> bye, guys. This has been a journey. We've had a great <laughs> evening. We made- <laughs> like, bye. It was great. It was great knowing you. Like." What an amazing week we've spent together for an hour at the bar. None of us know what happened (laughs) in that bar before we got there. (laughs) 
it was quite a time. It was quite a time. There's a lot more hilarity to that story that we just can't. Yeah, I'm not. Say. I'm not going to get into any more except that I've known Cade for uh, over a decade, almost two decades. Almost two, yeah. And and that's the drunkest I've seen you was on the first <laughs> night of my bachelor party. And I've I've seen some shit. You were up there, buddy. <laughs> that's that's the you. most off I've seen you. I was, and I, was, I gotta tell you, I agree because I I was completely sober at the time. I don't think I had drink a drop, and you were oh boy. <laughs> that's definitely the drugest I've seen. It is your father's fault for taking all those shortcuts that made you guys show up seven hours. <laughs> you should have been. You know what? It was it was Chattanooga traffic that killed us. Mm, Chattanooga traffic is rough. So anyway, that was a great bachelor party. I had a great time. It was beautiful in the mountains. <laughs> it was fun. We had, I will say before, I think we need to take a break. But before we take a break, that bachelor party was fun. Thank you all for making it so amazing. Was there a um, nice pool in that cabin? That's what I was going to say. Oh, Our cabin had an indoor pool. A heated pool. No, it wasn't heated. Here's the thing. It was it, heated. It had a heater. It had a heater. But when we all showed up, we all caught up to you and Ben. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We all caught up at the restaurant. And so we showed up to our cabin. We're like, oh, my gosh, we've got a pool. Let's get in there. And it was ice cold because this happened in November. And that pool was ice cold. We're like, what's the deal? Is this supposed to be a heated pool? And so (laughs) we we messed around with the heating element. And we were like, all right, maybe the pool's going to be fine tomorrow. Well, when we woke up, that entire, like, 700-square-foot <laughs> room that had the pool in it was, was a- like a sauna. <laughs> yeah, and it was the whole, we heated the whole pool up. The giant pool was, like, 100 degrees. <laughs> we used all of their gas tank for sure. Oh, my God. Like well, the, you're you're missing you're you I think you you missed something here. The whole thing was it was the, gas it heated. was it was screened in like the, the <laughs> pool was screened in. It was it was like walled in, and that room was supposed to be heated. But when you walked out there onto that back porch area that was an, an indoor area, it the heater for the room for the air was broken. And oh, I don't remember them. that either. We called them. We had a whole thing with them. They got somebody out there to look at it. It was like they there were two gas tanks, and one of them they had forgotten to fill. Guys, uh, so the, the, the one that see, that's the... a good thing about being the bachelor because <laughs> I didn't know any of that happened. Yeah, yeah, and and so <laughs> and so what we decided was we would just leave the pool heater cranked to nine thousand <laughs> for the water for the entire week we were there. So because I mean it's on them. Honestly, they didn't heat that room. We're going to use the pool still. So, like, that pool got unbearably hot. It got so hot that you couldn't stay in it more than two minutes. We like, didn't. We didn't. I think we had to turn it off eventually. Yeah. Yeah. It was too could, hot. We were going to, we were, we were being cooked. And I remember, <laughs> I remember the last day we were so ambitious. We we're like, yeah, we're going to buy a keg. We're going to drink this whole keg because we're, we're, we're so young and we drink a lot. And then, like, it got to be the second to last day. And we're like, we have so. I still can't lift this keg. (laughs) (laughs) And so we're like, let's pour pitchers. And we poured pitchers and just sat in the pool and like floated pitchers of beer to each other to try to drink all the beer. (laughs) 
Yeah, it was because uh, we also had bought a lot of craft beer, uh, or y'all, yeah, and yeah, y'all made a lot yeah. of cocktails. Nobody, nobody and... wanted to drink amber beer for yeah. five days. Yeah, yeah. What a great time! <laughs> Let's take a break. Let's take a little break. We'll be back in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys are talking about uh, daiquiris. How have you liked the daiquiris so far? I've got a new appreciation for the classic daiquiri. Wait, are we back? Are you for real? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let's be back. Let's be back. (laughs) And you know what? Keep that in. Aaron, don't ask it again. Don't ask it again. (laughs) I've got a new appreciation for the daiquiri. I... uh, I've never been to a bar and ordered a daiquiri. Never, never. never. I, I, I can't say that because I order them for my wife a lot. So, but I've I mean, never, but I've we, never at the done good it. cocktail bar. I order the daiquiri, and they made I've it this version. I've never done it. So, but now I would think about it mm-hmm. because it is really good. You know, I've I've ordered drinks that are similar to a gimlet. I've never ordered a gimlet, but I've ordered things that. Where it very clearly is the base of a gimlet. I've not done that with rum. Typically when I go to cocktail bars or a restaurant, I get the gin or a whiskey cocktail. Yeah. Some and, and what I've done a lot lately is if there's a uh, a tequila or a mezcal one, I'll get those because they can do so much more with tequila and mezcal than I can do. Yeah. Um but I really feel like now I'm, I'm going to keep a bigger eye out on what rum selections they make. Because it's good. Yeah, I'm, I've been really impressed with the idea and the concept of daiquiris. And it's, it, is, it can be much more highbrow than what we thought of. And what we've been, we've been exposed to is your your bucket daiquiris that we've probably had at spring break. And oh things. yeah, or walking down <laughs> Bourbon Street, <laughs> your drive through daiquiris. Uh, it it is a it, it's a true cocktail, and it can be served in nice glassware, and it's it's not slushy. It doesn't have to be drank out of a straw, uh, and it can be served, you know, up with a with a nice garnish, and it's 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 a cocktail. You don't have to get diabetes just by drinking one one daiquiri. Hemingway, Hemingway had it, but that's not how we got it. <laughs> he, <laughs> well, maybe he did. And he just adjusted his daiquiris. He was like, crap, maybe I need to cut back. Too little. He was like, maybe I need to cut back on my daiquiris. No, screw that. I'll just tell him to stop putting sugar in it. <laughs> oh, Ooh, maybe, maybe some natural grape. Yeah. You guys, yeah. I've had... I've had a blast recording this episode with you guys. I think I feel like we say this every time, like at the end of like that was one of the most fun I've had. But like this was real. This was a fun one. It really was a lot of fun. I've had a great time tonight. Thank you. Love y'all, fellas. Let's play Rocket League. Y'all want to play Rocket? Hey, hey, Aaron. Before we play Rocket League, I want you to know I love you. Hey, Cade. Hey, man. I love you. I love, I you. love you. Yeah. I do. Bye, Dad. Bye, Dad. <laughs>